0: Paul estimates that illegal deforestation is worth between 50 and 150 billion a year. So it's very profitable for organized crime. But it's not only the profit, it also has an economic impact, a social impact, and of course, on the environment, it's detrimental.
1: Hello, Space Watchers. I'm Emma, the Editor-in-Chief of Space Watch Global, and this is a new episode of Space Café Radio, your radio channel dedicated to emerging trends and live conferences in the space sector. Today, we're taking you to Oslo for Glock 2023, which is the Global Space Conference on Climate Change organized by the International Astronautical Federation and the Norwegian Space Agency. Our guest today is Nicole Keno-Evans, the Deputy Head for Crimes that Affect the Environment Programme Border Management Branch at the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. This radio episode is part of a joint collaboration between Spacewatch Global and the Norwegian Space Agency. Our collaboration focuses on creating tangible outreach for Glock while highlighting the commitment of the space industry to combat the climate crisis. This mini-series will explore the several approaches space is taking for climate change action its significance for the society, as well, of course, as its practical results, challenges, and evolution into future applications. Enjoy your listening. Hello, Space Watchers. We are streaming directly from Oslo. This is the second day of Glock 2023. And we have the pleasure to have here with us Nicole Kiano Evans, the Deputy Head for Crimes that Affect the Environment Programme, Border Management Branch, at the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. And that's a title, Nicole. (laughs) Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Emma. Thank you for having me.
1: It's a pleasure. And I think the first question is, what do you do at the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime? (laughs) And how is connected with space?
0: So I am a criminologist. I have been working with the UN Office on Drugs and Crime for almost 20 years now in various roles at headquarters and in the field. And now my focus is on environmental crime. And what we're doing is we are helping countries, and especially the criminal justice actors, so police, customs, prosecutors, judges, to better equip them to address crimes that affect the environment, including illegal deforestation. So that starts from detecting environmental crime, investigating, preparing them to handle cases, and ultimately have a prosecution in place. Wow.
1: This is the beauty of space that you can discuss with the criminologist (laughs) at some point. So it's an extremely heterogeneous industry, which is fantastic. So speaking a bit more about deforestation, illegal deforestation, timber trafficking, can you give us a bit of Picture a frame of the extent of the problem.
0: Yeah, that is not an easy question because illegal deforestation is very complex and often it's very difficult to define what is legal and what is illegal. So we in UNODC we cannot provide a concrete number. Interpol estimates that illegal deforestation is worth between fifty and one hundred fifty billion a year. So it's very profitable for organized crime. But it's not only the profit, it also has an economic impact, a social impact, and of course, on the environment, it's detrimental. And I think it's also important to note that associated crimes like tax evasion, corruption, which also means there's a cost attached to that. And these are numbers for global? Yes, okay, these perfect. are global numbers. Okay. So
1: speaking a bit about how do you bring space into your job? How Does space support monitoring of uh, illegal deforestation?
0: Yeah, NICFI, or the Ministry of Climate and Environment, provides through planet access or license to satellite data, which we then in turn use to analyze, to monitor deforestation, but also to provide law enforcement with the data images to uh, detect deforestation events at the earliest stage possible. We provide them with the license. We also do capacity building on how to analyze those images and then further train them on how to act on those. So how do we follow up on these early warning systems? What needs to be done and how can this be then further investigated and prevented?
1: There has been a huge discussion about how Space uh, can be more and more useful for end users like you, for people that are actually fighting climate change-related issues like deforestation, etc. In your daily job, which limitations do you encounter? Because we know that we have a lot of data, but how the potential of this data is transforming actual kinetic energy? If we want to stick to a physics metaphor, like how actually all this data transformed in a useful, impactful policy. Is still a bit of a grey area, so I wanted to hear your opinion. Where do you find gaps? Where do you think okay, we need more resources, we need more methods, uh,
0: policies? Yes, first of all, I think technology is very important, and satellite can be definitely a tool that helps law enforcement to detect all sorts of criminal activities and especially deforestation. However. I think we are still at the very beginning of using satellite images. I think there's a lot of need for capacity building on how to read and how to analyze. I think it could be probably a little bit overwhelming sometimes using this latest technologies, the huge amount of data. So being able to effectively also prioritize deforestation events or hotspots is important. And then. What is also important is that law enforcement needs the appropriate resources to act upon, which means once they detect a deforestation event, they need the resources to go to the event to be able to investigate. So having vehicles, having helicopters to be able to respond in real time. I think what is also important is that the government structures are in place to handle this type of technologies meaning who is responsible for what, who is in charge of receiving the data, and then who is in charge of acting upon it. So when we talk about deforestation, there are many stakeholders that are responsible, police, rangers. So how are we, in a meaningful way, strategizing to work with satellite images? Of course,
1: because illegal deforestation is a y- human induced crime. So you have to interact with humans acting now and yes, to have a, a very probably also timed
0: interaction, correct? Exactly. The time is very important because we don't want to go there when it's too late and the trees are already chopped down. So the earlier the intervention can take place, the better. But again, this requires a lot of resources and it requires a lot of funding. So financial resources, human resources, it's very important. And this is what is, I would say, lacking the most. And what could improve the outcomes of your job? What could
1: actually make it better?
0: Let me give you the example of Norway. They provide access to satellite imagery for free. And of course, that is a huge benefit because we as the UN, we are not a profit organization and we are depending on funding from member states. So we can assist our clients. Yes, and this is obviously always an
1: issue when we speak about NGOs and sovereign national institutions, the accessibility to free and open data.
0: Yes, exactly. But again, I want to highlight that this is very important and I think would be a huge step forward in fighting climate change. Nicole, thank you very much. Anything you would like to add? Yeah, maybe again, I would like to say that technology is very important and it's important for law enforcement. It can really help them, but we need the resources for that. And I would really welcome increasing the cooperation with space, with the space industry.
1: Fantastic. I hope you're going to find some cooperation here because the space industry is here to discuss about all these issues and interact with the end users. So. That's great, and I'm looking forward to how all this research proceeds and if you will be able to have more interaction with the industry. Thank
0: you very much. Thank you very much, Emma.
1: If you want to keep the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global. Subscribe to our newsletters, and of course, don't forget to become a space watcher. I'm Emma Gatti, editor-in-chief of Space Watch Global, your independent perspective on space.